Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Dave, Phil, not seen you for, what, two weeks? We missed a week. Well, we, we missed a week, but we're doing a double header and we're catching up this week and then we're back again next week. Is that right? I do believe that's yeah, correct. It is. it is. Yeah, nice. It, it is. is. Nice. Yeah. 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 Apologies. I was away last week. It's our half term over this side and we were, we were away and... You know what? I didn't get a good internet connection, and on the last minute, I bailed and just said, "Look, I'm really sorry. Go ahead without me." But you chose to go to to not can't, go ahead. And... Can't be done. Can't be Thank done. You. Can't. No, Andy, no podcast. No, it's Simple not like as. Free amigos. So it's the free amigos. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did you get to, Andy? Went to the Canaries. Went to Fuerteventura, Corralejo. First time I've been there. Corralejo. Yeah, it was. It was. Have you ever been? No, never. Uh, we chose the Canaries because I thought you're pretty much guaranteed the sunshine and we went the only time they have a Kalima storm which is like a red sandstorm which comes over from the Sahara and the temperature drops so we had rain and a sandstorm oh, typical did yeah. you get it any only good happens weather? like once every year or once every t- we got some good weather yeah it was, it was it was warmer than over here and it was alright it was nice and uh, eating out Ooh. did you go running out did a lot get some miles in a little bit not a lot of miles, just a little, just a few. But it's nice, though. You know, like you're running towards like a an old, oh, what's it called? Uh, when a volcano like is like no longer active, lava flow. An an it's like a volcano. lava flow. And it, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, running towards a volcano that was really picturesque, and running back towards the sand dunes, just yeah, amazing. Nice. I felt like I was doing the Marathon de Sable at one point. So uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. The Marathon de Sable. Yeah, it's like the, uh, one of the toughest, if not the toughest marathon, ongoing marathons. Like you do it over like several Ooh. days and you do it in uh, in like in the Sahara and people die doing it. Is it still a marathon distance? It's beyond. I think you do, you do the average marathon So every it's day an ultra. Like it's week. an ultra. A bonkers. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and they, they, you pitch up camp at the end of each day and then like you pop your blisters and then rehydrate and fix yourself and tape yourself up. Is it self-supported? Semi, semi-supported. You, you take your own stuff with you. Check it out. There's a, there's a documentary on Amazon about this, uh, about the vegan runner. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, that's what it felt like. It was like, you know, because there's lots of sand dunes over there and it felt like I was running through the Sahara because it's not actually that far away from the Sahara. Anyway, I was on holiday, so sorry I, I, uh, I bailed at the last minute there. And you're on a half-term now, both of you, are you? Yeah, we are. Yes, yeah. indeed. I've yeah, half term for us. So I've been uh, ferrying uh, at Junior Birch and all to various things, and she's been spending lots of my money, basically, which is which is nice for her, and it's been nice for me mucking around with her. So yeah, yeah. No, ace, ace. What, what about you, Dave? What are you up to? Uh, usual, really. Got a bit of work going on. I booked a day off. Didn't end up taking the day. Uh, kids are here. Kids are there. Just it gets. It's like being in the mixer at half term, isn't it? Because mm. it just is what it is. Moments of stress, moments of non-stress. Deep breaths, crack on. Yeah, good. Very philosophical. Better this, better that. Yeah, Namaste, Dave. Namaste, Dave. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, what an episode we recorded last time, eh? Yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, it was really great. Cool. Yeah, really cool. Really yeah. Good. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, great feedback as well. Yeah, Mr. Chapman at his uh, at his best. Mm. Tell about his uh, his his career. Yeah, yeah. loved so it. Yeah, very good. Yeah, a lot of people listen to it as well. Tons of feedback. So thank you for everybody who's been listening to us all around the world and uh, and Yorkshire. 
So uh, really appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> Yorkshire. And Yorkshire. Uh, oh, I don't regret saying that at all. I was thinking about this, this um, uh, some of the tracks New Order do. And uh, one of my favourites is a track called Regret, which is something we've been speaking about recently. Create a bit of an earworm. So thanks, Phil, for suggesting the word <laughs> regret and what does it mean to us? Because for the last few days, I've got that. Have you remixed it? No. no, but there was a really good remix by, uh, well, there was two. Uh, there was a Boy's Own remix and uh, an Andy Weatherall remix at the time. Oh. I'd, I'd go for the Andy Weatherall version. one. If I was if I had to pick one, I'd go for Andy's version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They're both classic, both really good. Very. Well, anyway, I'm rambling again, is ever. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've not. Not realised that. Phil. Mm. You suggested that we should speak about regret. Where did yeah. that come from? Just, you know, you hit points, don't you, where you kind of, your brain starts to go in, in, in reverse a little bit and you start to sort of trip back over your, your paths to where you are now. And um, I got stuck in this thing of thinking about regret and regretting decisions you made along the way or regretting things you haven't done. And it kind of, it really stuck with me. It kind of felt like something that, you know, we all have regrets in our lives, but the, you know, it's that thing of if you hadn't took a particular course of action, yes, you might not have, you know, whatever it was might have happened to you, but then all the other things that cascaded from that decision that are good things wouldn't have happened. So it's kind of just starting to think about those, those moments in time where, you think I could have done that differently or I should have put more effort into that or I should have pursued this rather than that. I mean, for me, like the, my big one was probably sticking around too long at my last salary uh, job. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I kind of regret because whatever happened, but I, I, I think I could have got out and um, stood on my own two feet again sooner than I did. And that feels like a regret because I, my quality of life is significantly better for being my own person. And it was kind of, I think at the time it was, you sort of convince yourself that, no, it's better. Yeah, I'll carry on. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I feel like perhaps, you never know, left that three years or so earlier. I always had this thing with salaried jobs in my life. The longest I've ever, most jobs I've had, I've had for five years and then gone. And that's always seemed to be, you know, the best thing. Like, the minute it goes over five years, it's just, I don't know, that, that's a completely unscientific brain thought of mine. But <laughs> five years, and that's, that's for me, I was at this place for seven years and it kind of, you know, I start to feel that, you know what I mean? Mm. Right, 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 retrospectively, I think I should have, I should have got out sooner and, and, you know. But, you know, again, probably things that I did there. So, you know. Mm. A lot of people talk about regretting staying in relationships and I suppose a working relationship's one exa one example of that, isn't it? When you when you know things aren't quite right and you need to be doing other things, but it's just easier to stay where you are and Yeah, totally. Comfort. Discuss this in the past. Yeah, I've I've done it. I mean I've done it myself, you know, I've been in jobs way too long because I think, well, you know, I'm getting paid and it's easier, you know, we've got stability and what will happen, you know, and you know, sometimes I agree. I, I regret sometimes maybe I should have made that move earlier. When I went self-employed last year, 
everybody I asked said, the only regret you'll have is not doing it sooner. Yeah. And that's, you know, True. that's consistent. Dave, been a bit quiet there for a few seconds, though. It's not like you. Um, <laughs> I'm still here, boys. I'm still here. <laughs> Do you have regrets? If, oh, man, if you'd have, if we'd been having this conversation, ooh, I don't know, say two, three years ago, I could have sat here and just gone, bosh, with a big list of stuff. For me, it's the way, what is regret or the way that you look at it. Now, I would, so for example, to look at something and go, oh man, eh, you know, I regret not doing that or I regret doing this. I don't look at the majority of things now as a regret. I think to myself, well, if I hadn't done this or I hadn't done that, I wouldn't now be doing this. Or I look at it as a as a learning experience rather than something I, and I'm going, ah, you, do you know what I mean? So, for example, Phil, mm. where you're going, I shouldn't have stayed at that job for that length of time. You will never probably do that again. So you'll be doing something no. else now and you'll yeah, learn true. from that and you'll go, you'll shut it down quicker because of that experience yeah. that you've had previously. Mm. So I, I could have, I could have, if I'd be looking at it as black and white as what regret is, I could have given you a big list. But because I look at it differently now, I can't do. And... I've been thinking about this over the last, since we, we said we were going to talk about this. And I can genuinely look back, I look at it from that learning, learning, learning experience perspective. I've also always in life had the thinking, you know, that the brain thought to say that I'd rather do something for a day and it not work than spend the rest mm. of my life going, I wish I'd done it, you know. So mm. I'm quite happy to do things and for it not to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really comfortable with that because if the more things that I do, the better chance there is that something will come off, you know. So, and yeah. I live quite iterative anyway. That's something I remember. Remember the um, the group sessions we had last year, Dave? You were talking a lot about just prototype it, do it, yes, and see if it yes. works. Yes. And that was a big thing that I think we all took from that. It's like people are afraid of doing things just in case it doesn't work. And you were like, well, if it doesn't work, that's great. At least now you know it doesn't yes. work. Then you can crack on and do something else. There are some things, though, that I definitely can look at and I don't look at it as an ex, an ex uh, learning experience that I oh, can right. say I, that I can put that as a regret. And I think the majority of it is around my dad when my dad became ill and my dad passed away. There were things, I look back on moments now and go, oh, Jesus Christ, Dave. There were key moments where I go, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do that? And that's a regret, 100% regret, because I'm not looking at it. I could learn from it, but that is so, so, oh my God, so personal to me. Do you know what I mean? And I'll never, mm. ever, ever be able to change that again. That's not a learning experience. Mm. That's an individual that's here that's not here, and I'll never be able to change it. Those are regrets for me. Those are regrets. Okay. Have you got any specifics? I mean, obviously, it's quite a personal one you spoke about. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, oh, God. So, for example, when he got taken into hospital, there were things that went on when he was in there that I think to myself I should have spoken up about. I should have said things because it may have made things a bit more comfortable for him. But because in the situation that we were in, and not just me, other members of the family there, there's emotion going on. And 
me saying something might have, I don't know. There were, there were key points along the way where I should have gone, guys, you need to sort this out. And maybe I didn't realise it at the mm. time, but now looking back on that, you know, a few years on, I go, why didn't I do something there? Why didn't I do something there? Mm. You know, yeah, it's so definitely along those lines of it. And, and when he passed away and he went to the Chapel of Rest, I remember he had the opportunity to go and see him and didn't really like The Undertakers. I found her really, really unprofessional. And I had some frustrations going on with the way that things were dealt with, not just, not just on The Undertaker side, on, on, on the family side and things like that. And, you know, it all came, everything was good in the end, that side of it. But I remember ringing up and going, I want to come and see my dad. And she was, she was a bit of a strange individual. She's not on my wavelength. And I think because it had taken some time for everything to get sorted, she, she said to me, well, look, you know, when he comes, he might look this way and this and that. And then I thought, oh, my word, I don't want to see him. I want to remember him as he was, you know. I don't want, and he, and he, you know, and I remember, and he, and he was ill over an extended period of time. So I got used to seeing him the way he was and, and being poorly. And then I thought, I don't want to see him in a worse condition. I want to remember him how he was. But now I still battle in my own head. Should I have gone, you know? Will, will he be pissed off with me that I didn't turn up? <laughs> does that make, yeah. does that well, make itself? As it to say, yeah. Come on, yeah. Dave, why don't you just come and say goodbye, you know? Or, 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 and I don't know about that. I, I, I go to and fro with that. I question that all the time. But maybe maybe he would have been thinking, if you know, I don't want to see you, I don't want you to see me like this. Yeah. By that same token, you know, that 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 you know, that that love there would go, you know what, you have been through enough, son. You don't need to see me like this. I agree. Maybe it happened all happened for a reason. Similarly, I struggle with that word. Similarly, similarly, you, you spent a lot of time. You spent a lot of time with your dad when he was when he was getting worse. You know, so was it enough though? Was it? This is the other thing. Was it enough? How much is enough? You, you know, was it enough? You, we were speaking with you regularly, and you were seeing him regularly. There's only so much you can do, and you were there all the way through. So you know what? You know, if you were my son, I'd, I'd say, "Well done, thank you." I've got a similar experience, and I'm not too sure this is regret, but it might help. This is live. So when my mum passed away, I didn't see her. And there's a very definite black or white. You either do or you don't, and you don't get the opportunity ever again. And I think that's where the pressure comes from. It's like, I'm never going to get this moment back again. And I chose, probably out of fear more than anything, not to see her, her body. It wasn't her, and that's the thing. It was a body, not her because I saw her before she passed away and I regretted it. Now, three months later, my dad passed, three months to the day my dad passed away and I thought, I regretted not seeing my mum, so I want to see my dad. I saw my dad's body, I regretted seeing it. Yeah. So I actually kind of, not justified, but it made me think, actually, when I saw my dad's body, it wasn't my dad. I didn't feel anything around that body at all that said that was my dad. It just wasn't there. It wasn't in that room. It was just a body that, and that was it. So for me, I had that regret, then I undid, undid that regret and replaced it with, I didn't really get yeah. anything from that experience. Yeah. Actually, it kind of did the opposite, it made me think, 
the last time I saw my dad, I could or should have done this. If you see what I mean. So it's, and I think that's, to me, what, what I hear a lot of people regret what they didn't do or not doing something when they had the opportunity to do it. You know, we, but we can change things now, can't we? You know, so I, didn't, I regret not doing that earlier, but I've got the opportunity to put it right now. When it comes to, you know, losing parents or losing loved ones, you've got this one opportunity to do it. And I think it's a really unfair one that maybe culturally that's what we, that's what we do in this country. That's, that's the way we do it. And it's, there's a lot of pressure on that. And it's well, we probably unfair. I think the other thing as well is with death, we don't talk about it enough. Do you know what I mean? It's and until it actually happens, you know, we, we don't consider what's going to happen up until that point and then what happens afterwards. And then when you're in that situation, it's all very quick, isn't it? It's like the individual passes away and then before you know it, the individual is is buried or cremated or whatever they choose to do. And then you have a quick celebration of the life and then everybody cracks on. That seems to be the thing where in other countries, I think in Ireland as well, maybe Ireland or like the Scandi countries and things like that, it's very much part of life where people will openly talk about this is what, you know, this is what my journey outwards will be. And, and it's something that I've started to, I've started to, I've got, I'm looking, reading a book at the moment around, it sounds really, really somber around, around death. It's one of the most enlightening things I've ever, I've ever read. And I feel like as I'm reading it, I'm appreciating days to days more. I mean, life's becoming a bit simpler. It's as if yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting rid of stuff. Now, I live quite a minimal, I, I try and live quite a minimal life. I'm getting rid of shit. And it, as if literally, and even to the point, right, and this is the most, one of the most therapeutic things I've done. And this came off the back of our last pod where we were talking about, where we were talking about the music side of things. And we're talking about Peter Savile. And I remember mm. when Peter Savile passed away, his gravestone, he had this beautiful gravestone. He's still done. alive. Sorry, not hang Peter on, Savile. Hang on. Sorry, just, hang just on. No, 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 no. Is... I'm so, sorry. Tony, Tony. We're taking the opportunity to announce the death of beloved factory designer, yes. Peter Savile. I think Peter. <laughs> no, Tony, yeah. Peter did the gravestone, I think. I think he did. Anyway, yes, he's, he got did. This, yeah, he did. he's got this beautiful yeah. gravestone that was designed, and it's all, it's like. Uh, type uh, left justified Helvetica and I've yeah, started yeah. I've started to I've also been working on my own little manifesto for life and it's progressed into this this statement of series of words that I want on my gravestone and I want it on my gravestone oh. and I started to I told I, you I was ill oh yeah <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> Is that Spike I Milligan? Told you. I yeah. told you. <laughs> I told you. I, st- I started to do that as well and then started wow. to think about wow. And then there's going to be a little link, and at the funeral, I want to I want to speak to everybody. I actually want to say something myself. The only bit I can't do, which I don't think I do, is the is is the uh, is the put me on a boat and send me out to sea and set fire to me. I don't think you're allowed to do that sort of thing. But yeah, it's it's that we don't talk about it, do we? We don't talk about it. No, no. no. Maybe that's that's a regret, isn't it? You know, we don't it talk is. about death it is. with people who we're going to lose when they're alive. Maybe that's one of the biggest regrets that we'll have, you know, because I hear that a lot as well. Is that I wish I'd asked him this. I wish I'd asked her that. I wish I would had that conversation. I wish we'd done this. I wish I could have, you know, learned from them this, but the opportunity is gone. So, you know, that is a regret. 
it, God, we, we go straight. We, we talk about death a lot, don't we, on this podcast? And we often talk about it. But, it, you know, t- to me, it's, I've said before, I think it's one of the most, well, it is the most guaranteed thing with life that there will be death. There is no death throughout life and vice versa. Absolutely. But you're right, you're right, Dave. You know, we, we, we should talk about this. And it, I think it, we've denied death and we're scared of death and we're probably afraid to live at the same time. So it's probably a oh, parallel mate, going on. Without there. a doubt. With a, you, you stop yourself doing things. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah. And you when do. I ask people, when do you feel most alive is when they actually feel closest to death, when they're doing something stupid. You, you hurtle down mountains on a, on a, on a bike, don't you? Sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's true you know. too. <laughs> I feel when I'm speaking in front of a big audience, for example, or doing a workshop I've never delivered before, I'm terrified, but feel completely alive at the same time. And I think it is that. And we've kind of, I don't know, we've desensitized our lives so much because of the fear of what might go wrong, and maybe that's what it is. Just um, talking about regrets, you, you touched on something before about, you know, we see these as learning experiences quite often. So, we, you know, without skipping too far to the end, what kind of things have you regretted? Just quick, quick fire, Phil. What kind of things? Quick fire. Yeah, so that's fire. when you ask a question <laughs> and then I try and ordain. Obviously, there's two of us you're asking the questions to, but <laughs> in this particular scenario, you ask a question and you ask either Dave or myself to respond to that question. So, I not with doing. a really long, drawn out answer like that this. goes on. <laughs> like, no, no, definitely not like this. Something much more short and concise. That's That's what you mean when. When you say quick fire, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, the, not, that's, that that's the not so quick fire reply, then, Phil. Yeah, yeah, the irony of it, mate. The irony <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very clever. I'm just I regret asking that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, very good. So, so quick, quick fire. Um, yeah, that's t- yeah, tell me like one. Yeah, we, yeah, and we know what quick fire is. We've established that. Um, just, it's for the benefits of, of oh, our good grief. Good grief. Our Still going. might not know what to expect. Oh. You know. They might be expecting a long answer. You're giving me to the question. Let's do it as oh, the not so quick fire. The not so quick fire boys. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> okay. do, you know the cod version. Trying to think of a word. What? Yeah, succinct maybe. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, just bullet point. Tell me, tell me two or three things that you used to frame as a regret. So you've given me one as um, staying in a job too long. It was something yeah. else. Same for you as well, um, Dave. Get, get thinking. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll jump in as well if you want. Probably for me, not sticking at music for for oh. longer than I did. I always knew that I didn't, you know, I needed a plan B, but yeah. I didn't have to eject plan A completely. Right. You know okay. what I mean? That, that, that always feels like a regret to me. So your regret wasn't staying, sticking with music longer? Yeah. Okay. Not fair enough. And turning it into a side hustle to my uh, day stuff, which I could have done. Well, I'm quite fired, by the way. It's quick fire is <laughs> when you give... That was succinct, Andy. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. it could have been longer because I could have talked more about it. But Yeah, you're still going. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Dave, what about you? Uh, flogging a dead horse, which I guess goes back what to what you, mean? Seven, you know, with, uh, what he said before, which is doing something for too long. You know, it's done. It's done. Don't keep doing mm. it. Cut it off. Crack on. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Specifically? Oh, mate. Didn't we had a horse, by the way? Uh, well, no. You're not anymore because it's dead. It, <laughs> mate, the list is long. You flogged it to death. That's crude. <laughs> it, honestly, it, the list is. I could have a huge list to that. The other thing would be would be not going not not going with my gut often enough. Sometimes go with your gut. Take a mm. punt. Go with your gut. Actually, yeah. 
yeah. rather than sometimes yeah. I, I do that a lot, but I will overanalyze shit sometimes. Okay. And then, and then other thing, the other, another big thing, which I don't do as much anymore is, is when you look to do something and some, and then before, you know, other people going, ah, oh, listening too much to people that stops you doing something yeah. that you should have fucking done. Yeah. Yeah. Define the word specific. <laughs> I'll give you a specific one. Just Google um, it, man. Just I, Google it. I'm asking you the question because you're not being specific. Um, you you demonstrate oh. the specificness by by answering your own question. Do it. Yeah. All right. Thanks yeah, for asking. Exactly. I really really appreciate that. <laughs> not pursuing running when I was at school because yeah. I was good at it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just didn't do it because I couldn't be asked. Basically, so I, yeah. that's a regret. Is that succinct enough and specific I've enough? I've got one more, boy. In fact, I've got one more. Go on, then. And mine's a sport-related one, the rugby side of it. I did re- ah, I was re- what do you I, regret? I, I, well, I should have kept it up. I'd gone to a level. I could have gone to another level, and I didn't. What uh, level were you at? Tell us more. Well, I played I played local and played for county. And st- I, I definitely, definitely, really? yeah, yeah. Could have, could have upscaled that, yeah, without a doubt. What position? Number eight. Best position Is that on the pitch. One of the girls mate. or one of the boys? It's mid. It's mid. It's a bit of a boy Is and it? a bit of a girl. Yeah. I was I was in the Is middle. It? Nice. However you would identify nice. as that these days. I literally at the back of the scrum, <laughs> integrating with the backs. Ah. Got Pure you. class, mate. Pure like class. It. Captain like the okay. full the Phil, have you got any more? Nice. Well done. Okay. Phil, have you got any more regrets? Specific succinct. Um, gosh. Uh, specific and succinct. Yeah, wow, there's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll jump in. I, I didn't go yeah. travelling. I didn't go travelling yeah, when I was younger. Too. Yeah, that, that's a regret. That's exactly what. That's I, exactly how. Yeah, it's something I yeah. can't do. It's something I can't do. Well, I can do now, but I, I, I should have gone travelling before I got Literally settled agree. down. Yeah, that was another Literally one. Yeah. yeah, have you got another one other than jumping uh, on that one? No, you've nicked mine. Oh, <laughs> I nicked it by saying it before you. Yeah. And sort of like again, it's it's another career in music kind of thing. Yeah. Like when I when I when I left college, having studied sound engineering, I wasn't tenacious enough to find an opportunity to take that into work. You know, I ended up working in retail and selling car alarms and all that shit. When actually, if I was as tenacious as I was. In my late twenties, as I was in my, uh, uh, if, yeah, in my if succinct and specific, <laughs> if tenacious enough in my early twenties, as I was in my late twenties, mm. I probably would have got the career that I might have most been aligned to. Certainly at that yeah. point in my life. Okay, okay, I've got another. I left a well-paid job when I was mentally ill and had a breakdown. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean. I can reframe it, but at the time, and for many, many years after, I regretted it because it put us in a massive debt situation. You know, left but left you, my family. But you weren't with instability. well. You weren't well, though. I right? weren't well. That's the point, isn't so it? So if yeah. you hadn't done it, it could have ended up a lot worse. Exactly, and that's the whole point. Think about reframing what regret is. You know, so at the time when we're living the pain afterwards, like we were skint, we were in debt, couldn't go on holiday. Worrying about, you know, how am I going to pay the mortgage off? You know, how are we going to pay the bills? Do we have to sell the house to con- continue? I certainly regretted it then. There's a reason why. And you look back and, well, I look back and I think, well, actually, a lot of good came out, came out of that. Yeah. And now a lot more frugal, respectful of money. I'm respectful of every opportunity you get. I'm respectful of the time I spend with my kids now because 
part of the breakdown was working so hard and not spending time with my kids in the first place. So a lot of these regrets have been undone, but at the time, and I think that's the thing, at the time you feel the pain of going, I should have done that. Well, you're in the mixer, I shouldn't have done that. You're in the mixer at the time. It's guilt as well, isn't it? Yeah. The guilt of letting your family down and all those kind of things that, you know, and what what turned out in reality is, you know, you kept the roof over your head. Your family was all right. All these kind of things that I've, it's hard for me because I, I do project way too much. And this is project manager in me going, oh, you know, there's too many <laughs> risks out there. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in, 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 in six months' time. But I'm trying more and more just to think about today mm, and what's yeah, happening right nice, now. Nice. But then one of those things about regret is that you, it can make you ruminate on scenarios that never did manifest. You know, and and that's and and I, you know, and you forward project, or maybe it's forward regret. I don't know. You know, you you sort of you do the same. You kind of worry about situations you've got no control over. Mm. All you can think about really is it's a it's a it's a sort of Buddhist thing, isn't it? Just thinking about right now. Wow, well, wow. it's very the, the interesting you, you said that. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting you said that. It reminds me of a few quotes. Um, this is um, a Stoic quote from Seneca. The whole future lies in uncertainty. Live immediately. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So you yeah. can't regret wow. stuff that hasn't happened. No. And I'm sure there's some Buddhist quotes out there. You only lose what you cling to by the Buddha. Proof. Yeah. Profound, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, certainty will get a, I'll be bored with certainty yeah I'll be what's, so bored what's exciting about that you know yeah, yeah. I remember like the, what, the, the, the episode of Talking Cod where Nick uh, the financial guru was on which oh, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't on but I listened to it on holiday and um, there's a brilliant line in that well there's lots of brilliant lines obviously uh, shout out to Nick but mm, um, hey Nick which sort of about, about sort of worrying about money. And he said, don't worry about money. You know, mm. there are systems, there are things in place that we live in a society where, you know, if your money ran out for whatever reason, you know, you're not going to be immediately on your backside. And, and, and that, that, that was, has been really helpful to me. <laughs> you know, it's almost like listening to this podcast has, has, you know, helped me um, with some of the inner wrangles that I have, you know, so I always worry about money. And a, and a regret would be perhaps not saving earlier, you know, because I don't know that much, yeah. that much well, saving earlier. You know, but. It's a really relevant point, that, because we can regret things that we did or didn't do. I think mm. there's, there's another quote which, which brings to mind in that, and I'll come back to that a bit. One of my regrets was trusting an independent financial advisor to reinvest my pension. Not Nick, obviously. Well, Nick's not an independent financial <laughs> no. advisor. He's a coach, no. isn't he? You know, yeah. He's a financial coach and, a man, mm. and an, an incredible human being. And a, a mountain and a, man. A great one of the mountains. He is. Hill he man. is. He's the Bear Grylls of Cheshire. So he is. I know he's listening now, so I'm, I'm expecting to get a voice, a voice message <laughs> in the next few days. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I, I regret trusting somebody yeah. to reinvest my pension. I've been putting in my pension since I was 18. So it's the opposite of regret at that point. I'm, oh. I was a teenager putting in my pension. You know, what Good kind life. of, a, well, working in insurance, obviously I had that kind of pragmatic yeah. brain planning for the future. And then, what, 30 years later, I trust a financial advisor to reinvest my pension and I fell foul of a scam, which wasn't particularly cool. Um, and that happened at a time when I'd left my job. So, you know, that kind of compounds the whole, we're in debt. 
And now I have no pension. And my parents are dying. And I don't know, I'm going to pay the mortgage. You know, is that, you know, that was a massive regret at the time. I look back at it now and go, well, that was a big lesson learned. If I can share with, with other people the best way to you know, manage the finances, then I'll share that experience. But it's a regret. Dave, come on, jump in. There must be some other things that you regret. Well, yeah. I mean, so you rugby. That is definitely a big one for me because I probably, I don't know, did I give up a little bit? Maybe, I, you know, I can blame other, other things outside of that. But at the end of the day, if I really wanted it, I'd, I'd have done whatever I needed to do to get it done, wouldn't I? You know, from that. I mean, I guess people is a big one, but I don't look, if we call it a regret, people, I mean, like, like what you've just said there, you have to put your trust in individuals. You need to, unless you're going to literally become a complete recluse and be on your own. You've got yeah. to trust people. But I also know that humans are humans and we're all absolutely one it could be like this one day and like that another but i think if you put your trust in individuals as part of a collective and you trust them to you look after them and you're hoping they're going to look after you and and people can let you down but then again i look back on that now i would have looked at that and gone do you know what why did i do that but now i look back on it and go right well this and this happened this happened now i now i know that if that happened came up again i wouldn't do it because because i've learned from it it's not as it's not as black and white to me as the things that I'm talking about that relate to my dad, you know, because I've learned from those and I could implement that learning. With another person that comes to pass away, I don't know if I'm going to implement that learning. It's, it's do you know what I mean? Because it's mm. like it's not as it's not as black and white. It's not it's not as I don't know tangible. I, I don't know. It, it's. Uh, this is the difference, isn't it, then, that we're talking about is what is regret. So you can have a list of regrets that you've learned from, which then I don't class as a regret. And I've got something over here that I go, well, I could learn from it, but I can't do anything about it or there won't be any benefit. Yeah. Does that? Yeah. Well, it's a really relevant point you make there about what regret is. So I wanted to find out a little bit more about this. And I, uh, I did a bit of research. So the word regret comes from the old French word regretter, <laughs> which means to bewail, yes, to, to, to bewail the dead or to feel sorrow. That is derived from the Latin word re, meaning again, and gritan, meaning to weep or lament. So essentially what it means is we, we feel sorrow for losing someone. That's what regret actually means, right. to regret. So I was, I was in that research. I thought, well, why, you know, where does it come from then? You know, why do we use it now? And my research, my research tells me that in in French literature, it's been used going back, you know, a thousand years. But it only came into English language in the 1300s, apparently. And now it's kind of almost devolved into something which just means a feeling of loss or sorrow or something that we could or should have done, rather than lamenting or bewailing the loss of a of a person. So it came. So it came. The ori the origins are around death, the passing of an individual, and that's been sort yes. of consumed into everyday everyday. Right. Well, that's what we've just said, isn't it? That's what we've said. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, so regret is the things we we the the regrets we have with other living people that are close to us in our mm. lives yeah. that we can't really wow. implement. Or you, you we can reflect on but we can't implement whereas a regret in a sort of lowercase r yes that we say oh well 
I regret doing this mm. in my life. But you can change it. It isn't really a regret. It's not a regret. And we that, just, we just like, define it no, as that. We just call it that. It just has the same word. Yes. So, so what it means. <laughs> no. And, well, we do. And that, we, we often do that with all kinds of language, don't we? We use words very, very loosely to mean something else. And we, we don't often think about in, in you know, why we're using that word. There's loads of them like that. But yeah, and I yeah. suppose, you know, it doesn't, and I suppose it's semantics as well. You know, it might mean different things to different people. It's just language at the end of the day. But the whole point is a feeling of sorrow. That's what regret is. I feel sorrow. And sorrow is often associated with losing a loved one. Wow, yeah. Nice. So we've kind of like brought it down a few notches to like, I regret, I don't know, I regret not turning left at that junction. Now I'm stuck in traffic. You know, it's, it's not quite yeah, yeah. the same gravity, it's, it's, is it? It's, it's being used yeah, in the yeah, wrong yeah, context, is. isn't it? The context is completely wrong. Potentially. potentially. But if you don't understand the the origin of it, then... It... Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting though, isn't it? How, yeah, how we it use that. You know, the three of us are mentors, for example. We are mentors to other people. And that means different things to different people. But essentially, a mentor-type figure is somebody who's been on a journey, has got lessons to share with other people. Yes. That's what mentor did and guided somebody out of mythology. And that's, again, that's just that's, that's all it means. There's, um, I, I wanted to find out, you know, where, do, not, not where does the re- word regret come from, but what do people most regret? And we've shared things like regretting not following our passions, for example, you know, whether it's um, athletic skills or or following our, our creative talents in music, for example. For me, I kind of regret not getting into athletics when I was younger, but that's okay. I've kind of forgiven myself for that. And I regret investing money with the wrong people. So I wanted to find out a little bit more about, you know, the most common regrets. And it's quite interesting, really. People regret things like educating, education, not pursuing higher education. You know, I should have gone mm. to college. I should have gone to uni. I wish I'd learned how to do that. Not pursuing a career, a, a career which they would have found fulfilling, for example. I hear this quite a lot. You know, I wish I'd have done that when I had the chance to do it. You know, so that I think we've all resonated with that at some point. Romance as well. You know, I was going to say, is, is there anything interests. on that list about drunken nights out? That I'd have thought that'd have been at the top of the list. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think what I hear is, and this is interesting though. Well, we we can we could regret something we did, but we or also we have to we regret didn't. things Maybe that we it's don't do. Exactly, yeah. should have done. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I should not have done that. For, for, yes, for, I should. For honest, honest reasons, I have nothing to regret there. I'm clean, my lord. Parenting. This comes up so much with people that are coaches that they don't or didn't spend enough time with their children when they were younger. That is one of the most important things that I hear. I get that, you know, um, I do get that. The process of me becoming self-employed gave me that back, you know, yeah. so that that was me. It was like evenings, you know, I'd be getting home, you know. Yeah. And now you regret spending too much time with them. You've gone to the opposite extreme. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me some space. No, no, couldn't be happier, really. And, and, and you do, you know, you... That you see that when you when you force yourself to overwork and don't have that time, you know, only when you come out the other side do you realise where your priorities had gone completely wrong. Anyway, more yeah, regrets. Totally um, agree. Phil, Dave, I'm going to ask you a question. Don't answer it just now. Is this um, a quick fire round? God, you do me. I didn't know. Right. I'm going to ask you a quick fire question. Just think, <laughs> think of a regret you've just mentioned on this show. Just think of a regret that you've mentioned. Okay. 
think of yeah. a regret. Mm-hmm. What I want you to do now is reframe that regret into something else. What I want you to do is just look at it as a learning opportunity. What did you do right in that situation? You know, what led to you doing something or not doing something? And how can you reframe it as gratitude instead? So who wants to go Ooh. first? Yeah, all right, I will. Go Lisa. on then. Shit. Yes, Philip. Um, me, Andy. <laughs> no, so, no, okay. The, so the last regret I talked about is um, not leaving college and then sort of burrowing away into whatever, mm. getting a career, perhaps as a sound engineer or what have you. So to reframe that, I did music and I enjoyed it and it consumed my life, but I got a job working in retail, as I said before. But by doing that, I got a ground in it in the reality of work. I think, I think if I'd just been a sound engineer, I would never have mm. got to the stage I am now in life, wherever that is, where I'm a consultant, I'm a mentor, I earn okay money. Yeah, dad and a husband. Around. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, all those kind of things that, that, would, that would be completely different. Mm. So, you know, I might have had the career that I thought I wanted, but would I have got all of the things that I have around me now? And the answer is probably no. So for that, you have to be infinitely grateful. Because yeah, I might have got so bored of being a sound engineer. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. and then if that had happened at 30, you know, it would have been, right, what's, well, it, I, it was plan B time when yeah. I was 30. But, you know, you're still using those skills, though, aren't you? You know, you're still you know, still doing a bit of that. You know, you're still using yeah. it with you know with your with your yeah. interest and your passion. So it's not a job Definitely. as such, but it's still no. stuff that you do, and you've got all that stuff. So I think that's great to reframe it as gratitude. Yeah, I love it. Nice example. I love that. Yeah, I've learned a lot from and that. It was Dave. quick fire as well. It was pretty yeah. good. That I must admit, I'll, I'd, I'd give you eight eight out of ten in terms of uh, cadence and uh, delivery. Thank you. It's not bad, that. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, what's your I regret? I would. Well, I go back to the rugby one. Uh, and yep. not going on to progress or doing what what I could what I could have done. However, mm. what yeah. I learned from that being part of a team and leading a team, which I've taken through to probably life in general and what yeah, I do with, yeah. with work perspective, just the whole discipline, routine, discipline, and also sport in general, because that's ingrained in my life now in everything that I do from a from a physical activity perspective, it is is straight throughout my life, and maybe mm. even bit, even more so now. You know, the lads, you know, the boys play a huge amount of football, academy football, yeah. and what I've learned from being back in that day to what they're doing now. You know, they're part of a team, leadership, the discipline that sits, everything. I've got an understanding of that now, so I can I can support them in the level that they're at and the support is there to put it, if it works out for them to go to whatever level they want to do. So looking back on that, that probably started all the way back there when I was in my mm. like mid early teens, late teens, it's just gone straight yeah. through my life that. Yeah. So really that regret now is something you've got a lot of gratitude for and oh, without you know, a, doubt, on a daily basis, is... you're still using it. Without and it, that's the thing, and it goes back to what we said. You know, there's this type of regret and this type of regret. So regrets for me is, is probably around the the, the the individual death perspective, not mm. necessarily the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, I like that example. I'll I'll use a, an example of something that I've regretted for for a long time, at least a decade, and that was leaving my job when I was mentally ill. And it, honestly, it was a bad thing. I'm keeping you awake there, Phil. 
No, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll just, you know, I'll, that was I'll bear my soul This episode of the Talking Card, but anyway, so go. Brought to you by Nightall. And Red Bull. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, so the saying. Yeah, the example of regret I had at a time was leaving my job when I was mentally ill and putting my family into a big financial hole. Looking back at it now, yeah, it it probably was not a great idea at the time. But what I did right was I knew something didn't feel right. So it wasn't a logical decision. It was like something I felt in my gut and my heart. And ultimately, it's paid off in 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 a big, big way. So not financially, it caused a little bit of problems. But I learned how to be really good with money, how to become savvy with money. I've learned how to follow my gut instincts as well. I've also had so many opportunities to do things like TEDx to be part of a mentoring program to meet you guys because if I'd not done that I wouldn't wouldn't know you guys we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for that decision I wouldn't have done so many great things I wouldn't be pursuing what I would consider my icky guy my purpose in life I wouldn't be doing that if I'd not made that decision so it felt like the right thing to do but pragmatically it was definitely the wrong thing to do so I think we've all you know we've all looked at regret differently as a consequence, I want to just like just share this with our listener or listeners around the world and um, just have a think about something that you regret and maybe look at it as a learning opportunity. Look at what did you do right? Practice a bit of self-compassion instead of being instead of being harsh and critical towards yourself. What did you do? What did you do right? Be kind to yourself. You know, would you criticize somebody else for making a decision or not making a decision? And then look at what you're grateful for as a consequence of that. And then follow that up by just forgiving yourself. Because ultimately, the word regret is a feeling, it's an emotion. It's not a fact. So we, we can change how we think and feel about things. So that's, that's something out there. If you, if, uh, if you want to send me a voicemail or a message or message into the show, King Cod will uh, share that information with you very shortly. So on that subject, Dave, what have we learned from this valuable, important episode of Talking Cod? Me, I've said mine I? a few times, I think, which is just the, the way that, that we look at it, regret being for me around losing an individual. That The side of it and the French mm. meaning is, is big to me. The other sides of it are things that have happened that I once would have called regret. I wouldn't anymore. I just, it's, it's been a learning opportunity for me. Helps you remain more positive then as well, doesn't it? Otherwise, you'd just be like looking at tons and tons of negatives and life. Life is full of stuff that comes up. You need to be able to pivot and change and adapt and crack on. You know. Yeah, I love that. That's you all over, isn't it? I love that. I bet you, Phil. What, what's your main takeaway oh, from this? That, that that thing, that little the little talking cod exercise we just went through. We'll have to do more talking cod exercise or talking cod homeworks. Uh, but I think that idea of reframing stuff, because like you say, you can ruminate over things you did or didn't do till you're blue in the face. We ain't going to change them. So if you, mm. if you reframe it and go, actually, well, what good came of that? And how did that affect my life in a positive way? Happy days. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I like that. regrets. I've had a few. But then again, <laughs> oh, to, to mention, I did what I had to do and saw it through without exception. Without exception. Without course. Each careful step along the byway. And more, did, much did, more than that. Oh dear. I, I did, did my, my way. way. Did, 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 did. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Come on. Oh, man, let's go. We need to put a band together. We need to put a band together. We've got a bass player, so we're all right. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Cool, boys. Um, what I've learned from this episode, just before we talk out, is for me, the humility that you just showed there, Dave, was unbelievable. I get the feeling that you wouldn't have said that sharing that experience about losing your dad openly with many people, but to do it recorded for other people to hear showed showed a lot of humility. So I love that. Thank you for that. And I think the context of the word and, you know, the history of where the word comes from, it just gives me a lot more context that it's just life, isn't it? You know, life's all about making decisions and we'll always regret what we didn't do more than what we did do, I think. And we've, if we've got the opportunity to put something right or do something different, there's nothing to regret at all there. So that's what I've learned. Dave, you know what to do now. I'd love to carry on talking about this, but I don't think we're allowed to, are we? Well, we could, but then it might get a bit long. Guys, class. I say it every time. Class. Absolutely awesome. And for our one listener or two listeners, I hope you've had a good one. As always, guys, if you like what you hear, Give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow, give us a comment. Let us know what you think. If you want to get involved with the show uh, or just make contact for chat. If you want to talk COD direct, drop us an email at hello at talkingcod.com. Bosh. Lovely. Oh, and can, can I just say before we go, we've got another excellent guest lined up next week. Oh, yes. Yeah, as you know, I'm into, I'm into my running. Uh, an award-winning author. Richard Asquith will be joining us next week. A, because I'm, I've read his books and I think they're absolutely fantastic. And B, because his last book is very much about growing old disgracefully. Yeah, So nice. listen Fun. to this for, to the next episode. So any ideas you've got for, for guests you'd like to hear, please drop us a note. Or if you want to come on as a guest and you are really famous with a massive following of people, you can amplify this. <laughs> then please get in touch with the, with the information that Dave just gave you. Guys, it's been emotional. Genuinely, I've loved this and I love you both. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs> you too, boys. Nice one. You too. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking COD, Please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DatDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at datdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Code.